Hey, this is Frank Hannon. I'm the lead guitarist of Tesla, and you're listening to Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalheads, Scott here, and... Lou somewhere else. Somewhere else, I know. Yeah. We're metal socially distancing here, and uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I think we've done this once before, but uh, anyways, uh, we just decided that we would uh, get together and uh, just kind of have a quick little, like, hey, what the hell's going on with you, and couple that with uh, a little interview that Richie did with uh, Brian Wheat of Tesla, and push that all out this weekend as an, yet another bonus episode from us. So, uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Uh, life is very weird um, <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, uh, definitely. But um, you just got to get on. You just got to get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what we're we're trying to do here, which is kind of being a little sense of normalcy and try to keep pushing things out and letting people uh, letting people hear the voices and uh, hopefully we're, we're bringing at least a little bit of uh, entertainment and maybe some comfort to some people. And uh, we're just kind of doing our part. Mm, I got to ask you, um, all these shows now that are being postponed, how much m- money do you think you've got tied up in tickets? Because I know you have shows. Oh, uh, do you not want to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, how many shows, how many shows, how many shows had your tickets for? Uh, well, let's see. I mean, there's was the Symphony X one with Primal Fear. Uh, I've got the the Leopard Crew one. Uh, hasn't been canceled yet, but the the Crocus will one be. in the fall. Uh, Leopard else? Crew one will be canceled. I can't. You know, I don't even remember all the other ones that uh, that I've got. I know um, my girlfriend almost bought us tickets for, for Aerosmith, and I wasn't going to buy them. But she confessed over the weekend. She's like, "Yeah, I almost bought us Aerosmith tickets, but uh, yeah, this, I got this, there's some money lined up in there." <laughs> I have no tickets, zero. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is a good thing to uh, to say now. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting conversation I had with Dean Budnick. Yeah, all yeah. about the. Uh, you know the concert business. I got some good feedback on that. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And if and if you guys haven't listened to that yet, that was the bonus episode that we put out last weekend. So if you haven't, go back and and check out the uh, concert killer episode. Like Richie says, uh, you know, talking to Dean, he's an insider for going way back, and uh, definitely someone. Uh, if you want to find out maybe what the hell's going on with your uh, with your concert dollars and so forth, it's a good one to listen to. Well, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. And, uh, He's very, he's very clued in, all right. And I think this is the first time ever we, we, we aired the follow-on episode or follow-on interview to a prior interview because, yeah, there's a yeah. whole hour-long episode that we have with Dean that we haven't even aired yet. Yeah, we, we have to get around to airing that because that's really good as well. It's just that we've been uh, swamped again. Even when we're doing bonus episodes, we're still swamped. Actually, I was, I was kind of mentally plotting it all out after I finished mixing uh, the, the show for next week. And uh, I was like, you know what? We're, we're actually covered through May. So it was like, holy With crap. May what year? What year? <laughs> the year it, we can get outside. But uh, yeah. yeah it's so. interesting. Um, 
there seems to be more let up in the interviews mm. that are being offered. If anything, more people are doing interviews now. Yeah, probably um, now that now they're like, crap, we're not touring. We really have to put all of our efforts into promoting whatever the heck we're doing. Yeah, well, they're probably sitting around twiddling their thumbs. They want to do something. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. Yeah. But it's, the one, it's interesting, that, you know, we're doing a special episode with Brian Wheat. And of course, they have the Tesla Five Man London Jam. Hmm. And it's a couple of guys with acoustic guitars in a room playing music. And now every single musician is on, on Facebook or whatever, streaming performances of them, sitting with an acoustic guitar uh-huh. playing music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but they're not doing an Abbey Road Studios. But... No, they are not doing it at Abbey Road. Yeah, so. um, have you heard the album, have you? I haven't heard it yet, no. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's um it's acoustic Tesla. Um lots of they put a lot of newer stuff on it as well that was after the you know, the five man acoustic jam that they released after what was it, the second album. So they've done a load of stuff since then and they put it you know, most more or less half the record mm. or even more is, is, is all those songs. So it's yeah. interesting. It's, the only um, thing I like what you that you asked Brian and I was so happy you did, because it's been it's been years that, that things have been being talked about is that you asked him about the, uh, the whole uh, box set thing. And uh, so that was, I've, cause it's been something I've been always been curious about, you know, they announced this thing and it was, you know, they, they started to put a lot of press behind it and it sounded like it was going to be a really, really good package and all that. And, uh, but then it's interesting because the, the answer that he gave you about it, it didn't quite jive with, the reasons way back of why they suddenly weren't doing it anymore. So it was, it was interesting to get this, this 2020 answer versus the answers we heard years back of why this hasn't happened. Well, what was, what was the reason given years ago? Uh, I was either that there was a, a fire or a flood, some kind of disaster that had done something to the studio where all the stuff was in and it was all damaged and they didn't know if they were going to be able to salvage it. And, he didn't mention like anything about that at all in his answer to you. So that was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, um, to use the point, it, it's dead in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it's ever going to happen. Yeah. And that, uh, that, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, I said, it's a, it's a good little interview with them. And, and it was kind of a, you know, like editing, editing it down and stuff. And it was just, you know what? I think this is makes it just a nice, nice little bonus episode. We'll pop out, let people know they can hear some Tesla stuff, and and uh, we get it out. But uh, so I, I think that works out pretty well. Yeah, it, I I specifically asked for Brian because um, Greg Shason, when we had him on about a month or two ago, he said he sold two of his bases to him that he regrets selling. Yeah. So I said to Greg, if I ever get Brian on the show that I would ask him about the bases, and I did. Um, did he still have them? And I actually told Greg the answer that Brian gave about the bases. <laughs> but um, I, I had, I was I was hoping to have half an hour with him. Hmm. And uh, right before the phone call, I was given 15 minutes. Um, he was moving house. Yeah. And uh, he was doing a run of interviews. And I had all these questions in my mind and asked him, 
and then you're given you've spent 15 minutes and like shit yep i know uh, I've, uh, I've been there you got to kind of re-rack your whole brain and figure it all out again yeah because anyone knows me when i on the show i'll help promote the new stuff but I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the new stuff. I always have questions. I want to ask these guys. Yeah. And I, I never had Brian on before. And I asked him a lot of questions and he went over hmm. and the 15 minutes and he, he said, I'll, I'll tell the publicist, I'll keep talking to you. No problem. Like that's always a good sign, but hmm. I, I don't want, I never want to push it and piss somebody off. I don't want to piss the publicist off. And if there's someone waiting after me, I don't want to screw them either because that's happened to me, but I never do that to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, you know, even with the extra time, I think probably some of it too was the fact that, and I edited out of the interview, but you know, he's stopping to talk to his wife about stuff and then coming back on the phone with you. And so like, you know, I cut yeah. all that out, but you know, he's, he was kind of eating into your time as well with stuff. And it's like, Christ, I'm just trying to promote your damn album. So. <laughs> well, if you're moving house, it's uh, it's pretty stressful. <laughs> you know, I've done it. We've all done it. Yeah, well, yeah, in, in different circumstances, yeah. <laughs> I, and I, and the thing was, I wanted to ask him about shock a bit more because I'm not really a fan of the record. Yeah. Um. And I, I just, I didn't have time. Yeah. You. I mean, you just kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But um, I, I talked with a bit more with Frank Allen, but Brian was the one that um came out publicly after the album came out he he had to like explain why they did it and why it sounded like that and and because there was a backlash about the sound of it that people were annoyed at the, not everybody but some some fans were annoyed that it you know it sounded like phil collin came in and basically said right we're going to make it sound like def leppard hmm. and um a lot of old school tesla fans didn't like it and um I think the album has some decent songs on it, but the sound of it is, I'm not a fan of the sound of it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I my, my gauge on that is, is, you know, you, I got the album and my girlfriend is really a, you know, big Def Leppard fan, but her favorite band is Tesla. And so here, so I'm playing this, you know, the shock album for her and you kind of have the, now you have this Def Leppard sounding Tesla album. And she was just like, no, I don't like it. Like it's not, it's not the right sound for the band. And uh, I think that's kind of like the general thing is, is again, yeah, there's some good songs, but they just, they don't sound the way Tesla should sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about this before about, about the album. Um, I, it's great that they made new music, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's a very polar, it's one of these polarizing records uh -huh. from a long established band. Um, I remember one of the things Brian did say. It's kind of like not. It's kind of like their Nostradamus. Yeah, that they had a lot in common with Def Leppard, and I'm like, high and dry Def Leppard, yes. Hysteria yeah. Def Leppard, no. Right. Um, and I want, I wanted high and dry Tesla, because that's where I got into them in '86 when Mechanical Resonance came out, because they didn't sound like Hysteria. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone else wanted to sound like Hysteria, right? And they didn't. I, I don't want to. A 2019 version of Tesla doing Def Leppard's Hysteria. Right, exactly. I mean, you could you could hear you could hear Tesla like doing a cover of like Wasted, and it would be like, hey, well, you know what? That actually sounds pretty damn good because there's a yeah. there's kind of a, a a sonic connection with those two things, you know. 
But uh, yeah, do, doing a, a cover of, of Pour Some Sugar, that really, that wouldn't have worked. Mm. I can't think of the package that they were supposed to go out on. Was it Alice Cooper? Um, yes. There were all one of these package Cooper, stores. And that, I want to say Lita Ford, maybe? It's, in some markets, yeah. I think it was Lita. I'm not sure if it was Lita here, but yeah, in some I markets it was. And then you have to wonder, is that even going to happen? Um, you got that Rocks Never Stops tour. Or we know the one with Tom Kiefer, Slaughter. Mm. Uh, who else is on that? There's four bands on it, I think. And therefore, seven shows have already been cancelled. I, I always say cancelled, cancelled, postponed, one or the other. They're not happening when they're supposed to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting summer for cakes because <laughs> there's going to be none. <laughs> uh, I, I hope there's some. That would suck to be totally without because that, yeah. Uh, well, they they cancelled download. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they cancelled download. And I think that's in July. Or June, June or July. Um. So, and the the, thing, the interesting thing I'd I'd like to know is if they're cancel if they're postponing a concert now and they reschedule it for say September October, can you postpone it again? Or is that it? No, they can, can you, postpone it again. Keep postponing gigs, like Aussie, like Aussie's gigs. <laughs> Okay, so the money gets tied up and tied up and, and uh-huh. tied up and tied up. Yeah, pretty much. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But I mean, I think <laughs> I think we'll probably slowly get out of it in the summer. I mean, look, I mean, today, right? Tupelo announced their first new show um, when they sent out their the email. Rest of so I was like, oh, the they, rest you know, of yeah, BOC, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So that's that's a good sign. I think it's the small venues you'll be able to go to first. I think Gene was right though. And keep an eye on the sports world because there's nothing happening there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, was, you know, I went to f- five gigs last year. I hope in 2020, and it's not just the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to think our only gig this yeah. year is Jeff Tate. It was, you know, it was a good show, but Jeff I hate to think it was the only one. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. They say we go ahead and, and run our uh, your Brian Wheat talk. Yeah, sure. All right. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, Richie, how are you, man? I'm okay. Um, I have an unusual first question to ask you. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Greg Chason, and I asked him had he ever regretted getting rid of a bass guitar, and he said that he sold you a 1954 Fender P bass belonging to John Entwistle and a 64 Gibson Thunderbird. And I told Greg that if I ever got to interview you in the near future, I'd ask, do you still have them? And no, I don't. You don't? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think I um, sold the Ant Whistle guitar to We Buy Guitars in New York for old Hoffner or something. And then the, the 64 Thunderbird I, I sold to... Um, Tom Peterson and Cheap Trick because he wanted it. He kept bugging me for it. So, no, I don't have them anymore. Okay, well, then I can give Greg an answer then. (laughs) Why? Did he want to buy them back? No, he didn't. He was just wondering, did you still have them? No, no. Okay. No one likes him. I sold them as well. Okay. Okay. Give him my best if you could. I will, yeah. Brian, I know you have a house in Italy. Um, Have you been in touch with friends over there to see how everything's going? Yeah, yeah. 
I have. Uh, and, you know, it's bad over there. They're in, uh, they're in quarantine and lockdown, and they're trying to get a grip on it. And, you know, they uh, they need some help. I, I'd like to see some people step up and help them, preferably the EU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of on their own. I, I see the only people that, that, that sent anything to them have been the, uh, the Russians. So, you know, I think that's kind of sad that, you know, all these countries belong to the EU and they're not coming together to help people that are in the EU. So uh, it's kind of like everyone man for himself right now, isn't it? It's it is. Sad. I was talking to David yeah. Reese today, the singer, and he lives there. So he was telling me all about it. Yeah, you know, I have family there, and I have, you know, very, very close friends, and I have a house there, and, uh, you know, we're praying for those people now. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about the new record, the Five Man London Jam. Uh, Brian, have you ever been to Abbey Road before recording this? Yes, yes. I've done some mastering there on some of the projects I, I produce, you know, on my own label and stuff, and... I'd work with this guy, Frank Ock, right there, that does mastering. So I'd been in Abbey Road. I had never been in two, in Studio Two, but I'd been to Abbey Road, yes. How, how difficult is it to schedule a performance like this in a studio like that? Um, I think it's quite difficult, but, you know, a record company, which is part of Universal, I think now owns Abbey Road. So it was it was easier, I think, you know, in terms of logistics of getting in there. Hmm. Was the original idea always to record in a studio, or in the beginning did you want to record this in front of a live audience, like like the other acoustic record you did? Well, it kind of came about when um, we were doing Shock, and uh, I was sitting with Andrew Dahl, who's our liaison at, at Universal. And uh, we had talked about going to Europe to do the Download Festival and a few other festivals. And he said, oh, while we're in London, we should do a live at Abbey Road thing. And I went, absolutely, let's do it. Why not? You know, I mean, I've seen other people do it, Paul McCartney. Other people do, you know, live performances at Abbey Road. And then it got into, well, it's the 30th anniversary of the five-minute acoustic jam. Maybe we should go in there and do, um, you know, kind of a tribute to the 30th anniversary of Five Man Acoustic Jam. So that's how that all fell about. Mm. So tell me about picking the songs. Um, you've, you've you've actually picked a lot of songs that were recorded after you did Five Man Acoustic Acoustic Jam. That kind of was on purpose. Yeah, because we had already recorded Five Man Acoustic Jam. So I think we we we. You know, the, the, the two big ones off Five Man Acoustic Jam were Signs and, and Paradise. Those were the, the, you know, the singles, you know, that were released off that album. So that's why we did those two. And I think we did Coming At You Live because that version is so cool. And then I think the only other song we did was Love Song and all the other stuff was stuff that is either, you know, was after that song. Like, What You Give... We had had the song written, but Jeff hadn't finished the lyrics, so we never, it wasn't, it was, even though it was around at the time of the Five Man Acoustic Jam, it hadn't been recorded yet. Mm. So, you know, that was one of the reasons to put that on there, and then get some stuff for the new shock out to, you know, help promote that at the time. Yeah. Were, were Were there any of the songs, like the rockier songs, like Into the Now that you included on this, were any of those originally written on acoustic guitars anyway? No. No? Okay. 
So what was going through your head playing We Can Work It Out in the studio where the Beatles recorded it? Okay, so that that's, you know, that was on Five Man Acoustic Jam as well. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I picked that song because I'm the Beatle freak in the band, you know, on the eighth day God created Paul McCartney. Hmm. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. So when I was sitting there, you know, singing and playing that song, I was thinking, you know, this is, you know, this is the room that Paul actually did that in. It was, it was one of the highest highs of my career. Hmm. Did you play any other Beatles tracks in there that didn't make the recording or was everything you recorded? Nothing? Just that one. Just, just that one? Uh, we, we had recorded a version of I, I Got a Feeling on the Real to Real album. So we we the only Beatles songs we ever recorded is we can work it out and I've got a feeling. Mm, mm. It was pretty obvious to us that we were going to do we can work it out because it was a nod to to uh, five man acoustic jam. Was there any songs that you maybe wanted to do on this and you just weren't able to do it? So yeah, but I mean the one that I really I think I really thought would have been nice to do would have been what a shame. I thought acoustically it's a rocky song. It kind of has an acoustic theme to it and on the but we didn't and it's all right you know recording of it that way you know we're very much of the time you know whatever we're thinking at the time is what we do yeah one the band you know um you know people say why did you do a record with phil Collins? well because that's where our head was at at that time right you know next record will be something completely different yet you know, when we did uh, The Real, The Real, that, that's where our head was at at that time. We did Five Man Acoustic Jam. That's just where our head was at. You know what I mean? We don't think too much about these things. We don't sit around and calculate, well, if we do this, this could be successful or this. We just go with our gut. So whatever we're feeling at any particular time, when we make a record, you know, it's a statement of where we are right then and there at that, that time. Mm. Brian, I've only got a few minutes left and I've got a couple of questions I want to get to. Um, you go ahead, bro. Whatever you need. Okay. Tell me about your love of painting. I've been told that you like to paint over photographs. And so it's something I got into recently. And, I've, you know, my, one of my best friends is Ross Halfen, the photographer. He's one of my very, very close friends. And through the years, we've gone, you know, many places in the world together. He gave me a Leica one day a little point and shoot and said, you know, cause he's always taking pictures of wherever we are. So I got into taking photographs of base, basically people, places and things. Right. Uh-huh. So I was, how I got into painting was, um, it's a little bit long and if we need an extra five minutes, I'll tell Jody. So let me tell you what happened. So I was on this cruise we do. And this guy, Christian O'Mahony, Mahoney, went on the went with galleries and Rick Allen was on there selling his paintings. So I went up to Christian and I said, Hey man, I, I, I take these photographs. Would you be interested in doing some, some exhibits with me? And he went, Brian, your photographs are amazing, but I don't do photographs. I do fine art. Okay. And that was the end of that. Well, the next day he saw me again. He said, Brian, you know, last night I was thinking about what you said. I have an idea to propose with you. What do you think about painting on your photographs? I said, well, I don't paint. He said, well, would you try? You know, you're a creative person. I'm going to try it. So I said, all right, I'll try it. So I sent him my photographs. He sent them back to me on canvas. And my wife had taken art classes, and she had a bunch of art supplies. And I just started enhancing the photographs. Like, 
if the grass was green, I would paint the grass more green, you know, more like, mm-hmm. you know, like LSD or something, you know. Mm. And that's how I got into that. So now that's become a, a another thing that I do, and and it actually helps relieve stress and anxiety for me on the road when I do it. Nice, nice. So. Uh, is there any progress at all on on the box set that you band have been talking about for years? Well, no. I mean, it's there. You know, when I was ready to do it, I don't know, eight years ago or whatever it was, on the 25th anniversary. So it was about seven years ago. However long it was, us and Universal couldn't come to an agreement on it. It's there. It'll have to come out one day, and we'll have to go back to the table and try to come up with a deal that, you know, everyone benefits from. Yeah. So it's, it's just a question of who, who owns it really. Is, is there a lot of unreleased tracks on it? Like studio tracks that never made the records. There's more like, you know, demos and stuff of all the first three, four albums and, and, you know, you know, it's just, you know, for me, it's stuff for the fans, you know. There are a few tracks we didn't put out. Okay. So it'll be a, a accumulation of, you know, demos and tracks we didn't put out, some live performances. And then there's a whole video aspect of it as well, you know, along with pictures and everything else. It'll be a really nice box set. I mean, when you're fortunate enough to be in a band for 35 years like, you know, I am, there's a lot of stuff you have. You know, that I think, you know, I'm a huge Paul McCartney fan. So when he puts out any kind of box set package or whatever I was getting, I think there are people in the Tesla fan base that would appreciate that as well. Hmm. Brian, I got two questions before I leave you go. Um, what's the, is there, have you got an update on what's happening with Soul Motor? Soul Motor, yes. Soul Motor, I have just finished mixing what is the next two uh, records. So there's two separate records. There's 12 songs that I did with, you know, Soul Motor is me and Darren, basically. So on this new set of songs I've been working on the last couple of years with Darren, Dave Rude plays guitar from Tesla, and I play guitar. It started out I was playing the guitar, and then Dave came in, and, you know, he played like, if I was the right side, he'd play the left side. So there's 12 brand new songs on that. Actually, it's probably 16 or 17. And I'll release those in the form of EPs, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one part of Solmore. The other thing is the original guitar player, Tommy McClendon, has come back, and we started re-recording the best songs of the first two albums because you can't get them anymore. They're not in print. They're not on digital streaming. Nothing. So me, Tommy, and, 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 and Darren have started, you know, doing Guardian Angel, Cow, you know, stuff off off both albums. Yeah. And then we'll add a couple of new tracks on each EP. So there'll be that coming. So there'll be a lot coming from Soul Motor in the next two, three years. Okay. Final qu- every every quarter. Nice. So final question, Brian, and someone sent this in to me and they said that you have an autoimmune disease and they heard that at one stage you thought about leaving the band. Is that true? And how close did you come to doing it? It is true. I have autoimmune disease. And, you know, I have a book coming out this year as well, my my memoirs. And it talks a lot about how I deal with my autoimmune disease and my anxiety and depression and, and the other thing that I deal with. You know, it's less of a, you know, 
I'm a rock star book and I fucked all these chicks and did all this, these drugs and more of, you know, I'm just like you. I do normal shit every day, like autoimmune disease. And, you know, uh, I was feeling pretty bad there for a while, a couple of years. And my health was, you know, not, I'm not going to over exaggerate and say I was on my deathbed, but, you know, touring and stress of Tesla and all that, you know, that's, that's bad for your autoimmune disease. Right. So I was, I was contemplating it and I literally sat down with the guys and said, Hey, you know, guys, I may have to, you know, retire and someone may have to play for me because I, you know, I I can't keep being sick, but I've started, then I started to do a few things and feel better. And one of the things I started doing was trying to eat more raw vegan stuff. And that, that kind of helped me big time. And, you know, the stress levels are down in Tesla these days. You know, if the stress level gets up, then my autoimmune kicks in. So, you know, I'm in a better place. So I'm not planning on, on retiring, but there was a time where I was seriously contemplating. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So, Brian, do you want to give out all the links where people can get the record and get in touch with the band? I don't have the links. But you can go to, <laughs> you can go to teslatheband.com or Tesla Instagram or... You know, Tesla Facebook, whatever it is, Tesla band Facebook, uh, you know, and I guess you'll get it at wherever you buy music these days. I mean, with this coronavirus, all the brick and mortar stores are closed right now. So, you know, you have Amazon and streaming and, and you know, I don't can you download anymore. I mean, what the hell's going on here? I know. And Brian, I hope a lot of your touring doesn't get canceled. Uh, a lot of it has. Okay. And, you know, and let's not say cancel, just let's just say postpone when the rest of the world decides that, you know, we're going to be okay and we can get back in and everyone can resume their normal lives. So I think we will. I'm an optimist. So, you know, I think everyone's freaking out right now and there's some shit going on and we need to take care of it. And when we're done, then we can get back to, you know, playing music and and making, putting some smiles on some people's faces. Definitely. But Brian, I think that's a good place to leave it. So if you get on the road, hopefully I'll get back and say hi to you. Where you at, man? All right. So listen, best of luck moving house. I know what it's like. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Where are you at? In I'm, Ireland? Uh, no, no, I'm from Ireland. I'm just outside of Boston. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's a quite stressful thing, but, you know, it's not fucking with my autoimmune, so I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brian. Have a good rest of the day. All right. Cheers. Take care. Bye. All right. There you go. There's uh, Richie's chat with Brian as our our bonus episode for uh, for this weekend. And uh, actually, uh, yeah, we've been running about I don't know half hour or so bonus episodes, and I think we're about going to hit it for this one as well. So, uh, you got any last words for the weekend? No, it's just nice to have some discussion. Yeah, yeah. We're living in separate worlds at the moment, so. Uh... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It absolutely yeah. is, but uh, I think uh, I think you know coming up uh, this week on the show is that we've got uh, talks with uh, with Mike Lapond, so that that's uh, pretty interesting. And then also uh, Eric Peterson on the show for the first time from Testament, talking all about what's going on with that band and uh, with the new one from them, Titans of Creation. So that's what you guys can expect coming out on Wednesday. So so good stuff there. Uh huh. All right. So uh, with that, I'd say that uh, this bonus episode is over. That's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for myself and and me, have yourselves a good couple of metal days. And until we talk to you again on Wednesday, remember. Focus on metal. Everyone.
else is insignificant.